0: Welcome to Keeping Balance, the podcast that brings the lived experiences of our health and fitness journeys to the forefront as we dive deep into the many nuances of what wellness and balance is. I'm your host, Courtney Babilia, a fitness nurse, business owner, and mom of two. And if you want to feel heard and gain wisdom on your path to aligning physical fitness with mental health and joy as a woman, then you're in the right place. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Keeping Balance podcast. My name is Courtney Babilia, your host, and welcome to episode one. This feels so cool and so weird to be saying out loud, but I've been dreaming of this since I was like six years old. I mean, I didn't know what a podcast was back then, but I did have a recurring segment on my family's cancorder called Courtney's Rose, where I essentially um, pointed to a fake house plant and described the ways in which I was um, making this plant thrive. And fast forward to today, and I still can't really keep a house plant alive. So, you know, fake house plants for the win, but here we are. So six-year-old me would be awfully proud. So, you know, you go, girl, you go. So what are we going to be talking about? What is this thing all about? I feel like everyone has a podcast, but I just think this is going to be such a cool and fun way to get so much more deep than Instagram really allows for, especially since the, you know, old algorithm really loves when you talk about one thing and one specific topic. But I just want to go so much deeper, connect so much more with everyone who is interested in, this thing called balance, but what the heck is that? Because it's in everyone's like blog name, Instagram name. I mean, duh, me, hello. Um, but it's everywhere. So, what does balance mean? And this is really what the crux of the podcast is: is just kind of exploring the stories and the experiences and having the conversations that sort of bring our uh, health journeys to life and really bring back that human element to pursuing health. Because so much of what we see online is really just like cut and dry. This is what you should be doing. This is not what you should be doing. It's so black and white in my opinion. And I just think there's a deeper conversation that has to be had because there are so many different nuances to health and our life experiences that I mean, it's really worth talking about, right? So As you might know, I am a nurse and I'm also a personal trainer and a women's fitness specialist and I'm really passionate about bringing a sustainable approach to women so that they can pursue health and fitness on their terms. That's actually working for them and not the other way around because hello, been there, done that, been a slave to fitness, been a slave to diet culture and I'm just no longer interested in it. I'm a mom of two. I have no more time to be messing with those shenanigans, okay? Like literally no more space in my brain and I know that if you're listening, you're right there with me. Like there's it's just only so many hours in a day. We're all so busy. We all have passions and interests and goals and things. And there's just so much noise out there that is really getting in the way of what we're actually after, right? We want to feel good. We want to enjoy our lives. We want to live as long as possible and actually have fun in the process, right? Like who wants to just be a slave to being healthy? Like there's no point in that, you know, because then you're missing out on the whole point. You see what I'm saying? So I come from a background of... Uh, well, gymnastics. So intense athletics. I was raised in the gym, essentially. And after I left gymnastics, and that was a very dramatic, dramatic exit, I will tell you. We will have a whole episode on that. Um, I went straight into college to study to be a registered dietitian. I thought at the time that I was going to change the world with the way that we ate, but plot twist also had an eating disorder at the same time. And at the time... I had no clue what, was the difference between my disorder talking and then who I was and what was genuine. And I've had a lot of clarification on that. Now, I think there was a lot of genuine interest, but it was definitely tainted by my eating disorder. And I am so thankful that I followed my gut back then and did not actually go that route um, when it comes to my schooling, because then I wouldn't be here now. You know what I mean? So after I went through the community health nutrition program um, in my undergrad degree, I like had no idea where to go. I wanted to get started. I want to start helping people. I wanted to get my hands dirty. And so my friends who were very influential at the time were like, Hey, we're going to be nurses. You want to come? And I was like, okay, uh, cool. And so I applied to the program. I went right back into nursing school and I jumped right into ER nursing. So the funny thing about nursing school was that like, I didn't like it. (laughs) And let me clarify, because I loved my experience of nursing school. I was in it with my best friend we spent like every waking minute together it was just the best it was so much fun and um at the time while I was having a blast in nursing school the actual material and the actual clinical experiences that we were going through in nursing school made it very clear to me that I didn't want to be a bedside nurse at all but the, the pretty much like the standard is that you do have to get some years under your belt at the bedside to get your experience in. And you know, whatever, if you're in the nursing world and whether or not you agree with that, that's what I did. So I went with the thing that was most familiar to me, which was chaos. So I went into the emergency department. In hindsight, that was probably a decision made out of a trauma response, as in, since I am so used to a fast paced, stressful, high stakes environment, like where perfection is the standard, AKA gymnastics, (laughs) um, that's kind of what I gravitated towards. Not to mention I had been in and out of the ER with my various injuries and illnesses throughout my competitive career, like nonstop. So I was just very familiar with the ER environment. I thought it was like where all the cool kids went. And do you know what's funny is my uncle is actually a physician and he warned me. He said, if you go into the ER you are going to become jaded and the culture of the ER it really is that like everyone who works in the ER suddenly realizes that they hate people (laughs) and you go into the ER thinking that you're not going to become that that you love people and you really want to help Um, but you know what in the ER there comes a point where it's inevitable And you're just like, oh my freaking God, like people are the worst. And I just, I didn't like that culture. And I was way more passionate about the preventative side of things anyways. I mean, if you knew me growing up, I was that person where like after practice, like my mom would bring me a bag of baby spinach. Like I would just like chow down on raw food. And it was, I had this giant anatomy man, um, On my bedroom wall, like I didn't have posters of the Backstreet Boys. I had a giant anatomy man and I would study the layers of the human body. Like I was such a nerd, loved anatomy, loved the human body, loved health. And side note, by the way, eating spinach post-workout is not recommended, okay? Okay. Um, Now, moving on. I realized, well, I knew from the beginning, but I realized that when I was in the ER, this wasn't long-term. I had to have an exit plan and I would spend all of my free time brainstorming the ways that I could actually start my own business so that I was helping people from getting into the ER in the first place. All of the patients that I had were, well, most of the patients that I had were there because of preventable reasons, like exacerbated chronic illnesses, right? And so that's the why they were in the ER. But we don't need chronic illnesses to start with. How do we even prevent that? Like, where does it even start? It starts from the very beginning, you know? So that's why I talk a lot about how we talk to our children about our bodies and how do we model good behavior for our children so that they grew up in, an, in a generation where it's normal to take care of ourselves. Um, but also, we need to we need to talk about how there is this black and white world right now of you know, the obesity epidemic and the the extreme health crisis that we're in versus the people who are trying to respond to that health crisis by the polar opposite and being just as unhealthy in their pursuit of health by going about it in extreme, extreme ways. So, you know, I've been through it. I've been through the eating disorder and the orthorexia and the obsession with exercise. And it's just none of it is fun. Oh, God, Lord can we just find a happy medium, (laughs) right? Like that's what we're all about here. So enter keeping balance. Okay. Um, here we are 2020. Now I am in the ER. I'm pregnant with my second child. COVID is, you know, running wild. And my husband decides that he wants a new career. We kind of uproot our entire lives and he rejoins the military. He joins the army And we move halfway across the country. So I left my job as a nurse and I knew when I left that I would never go back to the bedside. And I was actually really excited about it. I didn't know what I was gonna be doing at the time, but I just knew that this was an opportunity for me to take a blank slate and, and grow something entirely new and build something that was on my terms. And so we got to Oklahoma, popped Kellen out, and then we moved to Tennessee, which is where we are now. And I was very much, very much in the thick of being a mom of two, having a two-year-old and a newborn. Two under two is, I mean, it's a phase that is unlike any other. And I found myself not only like a little bored, but just needing something different, needing something for myself that was actually going to fill my cup up, right? I needed something aside from... Motherhood, and it's funny though because when I started my Instagram, as anyone who was an OG follower will know, that I started out as Mama Keeping Balance because I still wasn't quite able to separate myself from the identity of just being a mom, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I was just so heavily immersed in that world of just motherhood stuff that it just it shaped a lot of things at the very beginning. So. I definitely evolved from that because I started talking about all of the things that I was doing and one of those big things was cyclical fitness which we'll get to in a little bit but it really started to resonate with all women not just mothers and so I knew that I had to kind of broaden things up a little bit and so that's why I changed my name to Courtney Keeping Balance which is what you probably know me as um, so here we are I decided to make the Instagram account and it soon became very apparent to me that this had to be that this was it right and there was actually no doubt in my mind and there was never a second where I thought that this wasn't going to work even though at the beginning it was so hard to gain traction on my account but I was just persistent no matter what like even when I would get literally like 11 likes on things that I posted day after day week after week I posted every day and stayed consistent for nine months until finally people started to take notice that there was something here there was something out and the account grew from there, and I created the LLC, so we're Keeping Balance LLC, and here we are. I've got a course, I've got a podcast, I've got an ebook, and this is definitely this is definitely where I envisioned myself being back back in those early days where I was. On night shift in the ER, taking printer paper out of the printer and jotting down ideas. I mean, I was jotting things down like owning a gym or going to back to school to be a nurse practitioner and being like a women's health nurse practitioner, having my own practice, things like that, having my own clinic or whatever. I just knew that I needed to be serving women in a way that was not going to land them in the same predicaments that I was in years ago. So this brings me back. Well, I tried to start off with this definition of balance, but I went off on a 10 minute tangent, but we're coming full circle. So what the heck is balance? The big thing about balance that I want to talk about is that it's not just about your physical health. It's not just about your labs and your numbers and what you, know, you look like, like your picture of health, but it's all of the domains of health because there are multiple domains of health it's spiritual, it's mental, it's sexual, it's financial, it's all of those things. It's not just our pure physical health. And I think when people talk about balance or, oh, just you know, you got to find that balance, they're just talking about what can you do to live as healthily as possible for your physical self while making exceptions. Like or sacrificing your physical health to benefit the other domains of your health, right? That's what I think the whole 80-20 thing is, is this mindset of the 20% of your life is sacrificing your physical health for your mental health. And I don't think it's as black and white as that. I don't think it's necessarily like you're sacrificing one thing for the other, but we have to view all of it as one. It's all one thing working together because they all interact. They all come to this intersection. And that intersection of all of those things, that's who you are. That is your core. That is your soul. That is your personality. It's the way that you love. It's the way that you think. It's the intersection of all those different parts of wellness. So if you're thinking in your mind that eating that piece of pizza is sacrificing your physical health because you need it for your mental health, that is separating and segmenting yourself and it's it's very western way of thinking right like if you think about our medical system we have different doctors for every single body system and you know for a lot of reasons that's definitely necessary we need those specialists those really detailed specialists especially if you're going to need an operation or some kind of procedure really highly specialized care it's amazing that we have people who are absolute experts in their field but at the same time, we've gotten into this habit or this mindset, like our culture really truly believes that all of the parts of our body are just completely separate from each other and that they don't communicate. Well, newsflash, everything communicates. Our body is connected via Nerves and blood and lymph, and we are always talking to each other, right? That's why there is this thing called your gut feeling. It's because your brain and your gut are connected, talking to each other. That's why when you feel stressed about something that hasn't even happened yet, you get physical symptoms. You're sweating, your heart is racing all of these things are connected and constantly communicating. So when you kind of look at the bigger picture of that and talk about like the different domains of your health, I think it's really important to stop segmenting them so much or start, stop compartmentalizing them and start blending it together. So that's why when people like, Oh, I eat a 20 part of me is just like, okay, fuck that. Right. Because it almost sets you up. For failure, in that you're gonna eat like okay, clean, quote unquote, Monday through Friday, and then come the weekend, you're gonna go, you know, f it and start binging. And when you separate things like that, it sets you up for failure because you are not considering that those little moments of incorporating your mental health and your spiritual health that needs to happen every day throughout the day. So you you can't be perfect all day or all week and then let yourself you know be a human being for the weekend do you know what i'm saying like that is going to set you up for failure so that is a like very literal example of finding balances and instead of thinking of doing something just for your physical health or doing something one way for x amount of time and then not think about blending it all together in a way that really does speak to all the different parts of you every single day and another example of balance is, well, a key piece of balance, and then I'll give you an example is informed consent, because how can we actually have balance or make choices for ourselves that will be balanced if we don't know all the information? So an example of that would be Botox. Okay, so let's get into it. A couple of weeks ago, I got a lip flip. <laughs> And if you don't know what a lip flip is, is, is lip flip is, it is a small amount of botox, so like two units in four different spots in the muscle right above your upper lip. And the reason you do it is so that when you smile, your upper lip does not curl under and disappear into thin air. Like if you want your upper lip to be in its full glory when you smile and, you know, be outward facing and show the world its beauty, then maybe a lip flip is for you. I don't know, but my lip would curl under. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if this would help me in my confidence when I'm on camera, like maybe. And the thing about making that decision is number one knowing all the information knowing the risks informing yourself understanding that yes it's a neurotoxin that there are you know are a lot of things that can happen if you get a botox injection it's not just you know zip zip zip, and then you look amazing no there's more to consider than that um but also the other key piece of that is checking in with yourself and understanding okay how is this going to affect me emotionally And where is this decision coming from? Is this from an empowered place? Is this from a place of thinking that I'm inadequate? Is this from a place of thinking that I'm not good enough and therefore this will fix my problems? Like obviously that's not the answer. You can still want to improve your appearance and improve parts of yourself while still loving and wholeheartedly accepting who you are in the now. And I was able to check in with myself and be okay with that and know that if I didn't get a lip flip, like nothing was going to change. Like I would still be totally fine and love myself just the way I am. But hey, here's an opportunity to maybe smile a little bit more confidently. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's a whole other conversation of like doing things just for aesthetics. Like that's totally okay. You're a human being. It's kind of Not kind of. It is the way that we're designed. Our brains are very geared towards how we look and presenting things in a way where you can make sense of it. Right? Like it gets so much deeper than that. But I don't even know if you um, have you seen the show C? Okay, it's on Apple Plus or whatever you call it. But it's about this tribe of people who lost vision, or I guess there was some like huge like virus that wiped out the face of the planet and then humans came back but they lost their ability to see and so everyone was blind and there were only like a few people who had the ability to see that they were like deemed witches, blah 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 blah. Long story short, the people who could see were starting to understand that humans were actually like they evolved and we're meant to be seen, that we make sense of our world through the things that we see. And so when you say that, you know, appearances or, you know, you don't, don't pay attention to aesthetics or appearances or whatever, like that's kind of ignoring your biology. Like it's okay is what I'm saying to appreciate beauty and want to improve your appearance like whatever we all do it in some way or the other every single day right you comb your hair you you know get that thing out of your tooth you wipe the cat hair off your pants like all of those things it has to do with appearance and so who is someone on instagram versus your family member or whoever who are they to say that some forms of improving your appearance are okay versus not It's not about what you're doing. It's about where that decision comes from, okay? Getting Botox for one person could be unhealthy because they're getting it because they think they're not worthy unless they don't have wrinkles versus the person who is completely okay with wrinkles but thinks that maybe they would be more confident and would get something out of it in the long term. Like it would be beneficial long term, okay? So maybe if there was a side effect to the Botox that they didn't like, then maybe they would decide, okay, the more balanced decision for me is like being fine with the wrinkles and not getting the Botox, right? It's always like adjusting. It's always weighing these scales and and balancing these different components of health. It is not just only about making decisions for your physical health. If we only ever made decisions for what was the most helpful thing for us on a like cellular level, would we have any joy, right? Like would we actually enjoy our lives if that was the only thing that mattered? If that's the way you want to live your life, fine. But I don't think a lot of us do. I think a lot of us would rather actually get a net gain out of all of their choices that somehow blended this, this physical health plus mental health plus joy and all of those amazing things, right? Like that's what we're after. That's what I'm after. That's what keeping balance is for me. Because as a nurse, I do come from that background of seeing and realizing that there is such a huge problem in this world right now. There is a huge problem with our health and our habits and just the culture that we live, like, you know, sugar and the environmental toxins and all of these things. They're very real, right? Very, very real. But at the same time, we we cannot go the route that we've been going when it comes to trying to correct it with the extremes, Okay. Finding that middle ground is the whole point of this podcast. All right. And we're going to do that by exploring the the stories. Like that's really, really what I want to talk about, like focus about, focus on the most is the stories and the experiences. I'm going to have a lot of amazing, awesome people on the show to talk about their experiences, but I'm also going to be flying solo dolo for a lot of them too. And it's fine. It's fine. I've, I'm used to talking to myself because... I am a mom of two toddlers and <laughs> talking to small humans all day is sometimes mind numbing. So listen, sometimes I do just talk to myself out loud in the car if I ever have a, a, a quiet solo moment. So we're just going to pretend that I'm in the car talking to myself, ranting and venting, and we're going to have fun doing it. I really hope that we're going to be able to gain some insight, gain some perspective and you know, we may cry. Okay. I'm just going to warn you things could get emotional up in her (laughs) because that's life, right? We're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna censor it. We're going to leave no stone unturned when it comes to the human experience and how that plays into our health journeys. So I'm so glad that you're here. I'm really grateful that I am the voice that you're playing. Whether you're in the car, whether you're folding laundry and need a voice to listen to, or maybe you're going for a run. Listen, are you a podcast person when you work out? Because I have recently been a podcast person when I work out. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. I don't know why, but sometimes I just forget to play anything at all. And for the most part, I work out in silence if I'm working out at home. But then other times, I'm like, oh yeah, music is a thing, and I'll play it and like, cool. But podcasts, when you you can just zone out because you are totally focused on that other person's conversation. It's like you've almost separated from your body. It's like your mind is in this conversation with this person, and you're like thinking about all the things they're talking about while, and like you don't realize that your body has been moving the whole time. You ever like <laughs> drive somewhere, and you've been thinking, and in, in your head for the whole time that you suddenly don't realize how you got there. You're like, holy shit, where did the past five minutes go? I do not remember taking all of those turns. How did I get here? Oh my God, it's the same thing. You're like, whoa, did I just do all of those like sets of bench press and chest flies and whoa. So anyways, if you haven't listened to a podcast while working out, highly recommend, highly recommend. If you learn nothing else from this episode, it is that. So maybe I could be that voice you play in your workout or on your walk or whatevs, but whatever the case may be, even if one person's listening, this is going to be so fun and very therapeutic for me, at least. So, you know, bear with me. It's going to be a journey. We're gonna we're gonna dive into all of the the painful parts, the joyful parts, and everything in between. So, I hope you had fun listening to this little intro podcast. And I will see you next time, where we start getting into the meat of all of this awesome stuff. Love yous. See you later. Bye. For more from me, check out my website at www.courtneykeepingbalance.com or join the fun on Instagram at Courtney Keeping Balance. And from there, you can sign up for my free newsletter or browse any of my free resources or courses. See you next time. Thanks for listening.